Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. This week I'm really, really lucky and fortunate and happy to be having a guest on the show, our second one only. And um, yeah, really excited because if you've followed me on social media, you know I've spoken about this kind of coaching group I've been a part of for a while, this little community. And we were just laughing before this about this kind of like little, little thing we've become part of that's really special and we kind of don't want to tell anyone about. But the beautiful thing through it is I've, I've made a few really lovely connections. And one of those happens to be with Kyra, who we're going to speak to today. And yeah, her name, Kyra Severson, Severson, Severson. I can't get the, apparently that's okay. Um, Severson. <laughs> but Kyra is with us today. And Kyra is someone who's a coach like myself. has been in, got involved in CrossFit for, I think, longer than I have and is I think fair to say, as we'll talk about today on our own journey and kind of like questioning things and trying to pull some kind of meaning through all this, these, these different paths we go down and just experience through life. So yeah, Kyra, really happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining me on this. Thank you. I'm honored to be the second guest of your um, podcast. And <clears throat> yeah, like you said, we are part of something really special and being able to meet you through this online group um, was was pretty awesome. And, you know, you spoke, you speak with such clarity and you always like speak with uh, such thought and you're always speaking from the heart, which was just to stand out from the beginning. Like, yeah, like I want to know more. I want to, I want to have more conversations with this person because there was just, um, it felt like we could not only connect with each other, but also like, you know, help each other from a professional standpoint too. So thank you. Oh, I really appreciate that. That's lovely to hear. I still, cause I, I still, this, this process or this where I'm at now still feels like me figuring a lot of stuff out if I'm honest. So it's really lovely to hear that some of those scrambled thoughts, which is somehow coming together at the moment are, are, are hitting for you. Uh, I, I guess the question I got first of all is because we've got into this group and this, this group is really for like coaches, there's artists, there's like break dancers in there. There's a real mix of people. Uh, and I think we, we probably, I, I know I'm going to ask you, how did you first kind of find Carl? Was that from the, the CrossFit stuff back in the day? Yeah, I first found Carl um, probably close to 10 years ago when I was just following following him in the CrossFit world. And I love the way that he was able to break down such complex gymnastics movements into the most simple methods. So the way in which he explains things has always made sense to me, even when it was um, just, you know, CrossFit or gymnastics or fitness related. I went to one of his seminars um, with breaking down like the pistol, the muscle up, the handstand, the burpee. And that was a really cool experience. Um, unfortunately, the only time I've ever met him, which was a long time ago, but it was awesome to be able to kind of like reconnect with him as he started to evolve and, and come out into the world with this like emotional fitness concept too. Uh, last year I did his interface uh group and that was a really cool process in being able to like 
dive deeper into methods that I already found to be super valuable, but he was able to um, kind of get you to dig deeper and go deeper and further. So the interface um, experience was was really, really cool and kind of another stepping stone into me figuring out that I have even more to give. And then that kind of eventually led us to this thinking clearly in this mentorship Monday group. And since then, I have missed very few Mondays. It's one of the best parts of my week is uh, that Monday call with this really cool group. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I echo that last and it's for me, the time, it's like 7 p.m. on a Monday evening. Uh, and like, there's not much I want to do on that time other than um, watch Netflix or something. But it is but it is like one of the highlights of my week. And uh, I know I, I spent the whole whole of our conversation just bigging him up today. But I think it's worthy of that because it's brought us together. Uh, and similar, similar to you, I remember watching him back in the day, trying to get a muscle up, just watching his <laughs> videos. And then, and then I got his book. And then I haven't had the kind of that interface experience, but I think I found him again. I've always followed him, but then I started listening to his podcast and I heard about the journey he'd been on and kind of where he's at right now. And it just really resonated. So yeah, it's been a really great thing for me to be part of that group and echoing what you said at the start about me maybe speaking clearly, I think has come really as a large part as a result of just of those interactions. It's been a real, I don't know, you know, when it just like uh, things fell into place as, as, a, as a kind of part of that. So, mm, yeah, it's been really I agree. Good. He, has, he has such a way of almost <clears throat> clarifying your own thoughts and kind of like pushing you to go deeper and deeper until like you truly feel like you're speaking from a place of authenticity and not, um, you know, saying what you think you should be saying. And across the years, I've had a lot of mentors and coaches that have had an awesome impact on me, but he is um, definitely the best like mentor I've had. And it's cool to be able to call him a friend too. So I think one of the most unique things about this group, I was just telling one of my friends yesterday that there's only a handful of people in this group in the US and then everyone is, is, is across the world which is the coolest thing at, you know, you're 7 p.m. And I'm just in the middle of my afternoon taking taking this this break with the group. So it makes it even more special and unique to be able to connect with um, people so, so far away. And yet we all still feel really connected. It's kind of the only thing that I have that has such a widespread online impact. Yeah, you're right. It is really diverse, isn't it? It's a real diverse mix of people across the world and in terms of what they're doing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. So I guess I, I want to talk to you this. Like, you sent me like a list of things. And I was like, okay, so each one of them feels like mm-hmm. one thing we could speak about for probably a few hours. Um, but it just feels like the, the commonality we share as coaches is CrossFit. So... I'd love to start having a conversation there because it there was something you said on that that kind of episode where you were talking to Carl the other day and I, I, yeah let's just talk about the opening because if people who listen to this won't have heard that so tell me tell me kind of about CrossFit for you how you found it and then what it's become for you 
it's cool to think back to the beginning because it was a long time ago, but it's a, it's a big part of um, why I am where I'm at today too. And so <clears throat> about 13 years ago, um, I was working in corporate fitness. So running a gym at a big corporation for the employees and the contractors and leading group fitness classes and, um, you know, different lunch and learn events or um, yoga classes, health markers, um, intramural, intramural events. And one of my clients at the time had said that she just checked out this CrossFit gym down the road. I was like, oh yeah, you should, you know, you should check it out. Um, so I'm like, well, I've got, I've always got a place to work out since I work in a gym, but my husband, he would probably be interested in this. So I checked it out the next day with the mindset of, you know, just get this thing for my husband because he needs a place to work out. And I'm like, well, this is cool. Like this is, I felt the community aspect. Um, it was, it wasn't clean and polished like I, the environment that I was working in. Um, you know, there was this indoor outdoor aspect and it was like, okay, sure. My husband might enjoy this, but I'm digging this. This is pretty cool. So ironically enough, that's kind of how it began. And um, the the people, the community was awesome. Knowing that I was instantly humbled was so cool because here I am, like I went to school for health and exercise science. I know the body. I teach fitness. I do this thing. But then I walk into this place. I'm like, whoa, like what? Wait, you want the rope to go under my feet twice? <laughs> um and my coach had a huge impact on me. He not only was able to, you know, push me physically, but he was able to bring out this, this deeper part of why I loved what I was doing at CrossFit. And he's a huge reason as to why I ended up being a coach. A few months after joining the gym, he and um, my boss, the owner of the gym, both encouraged me to take my level one. And then, you know, you're surrounded by 50 other people who also want to drink the Kool-Aid. It's like, this is so cool. So that's how it began. Um, I've been coaching CrossFit at CrossFit Steel Creek ever since then. And it's so cool that not only is this community still going strong, but we've evolved into our own, I don't know, our own unique style of CrossFit. We're super community-based, like very, very focused on technique and quality movement. Um, the owner, my boss and friend is a chiropractor as well. So like just really focused on, hey, um, move well, stay safe. And this is a family, like you're now part of a family. Wow. That's awesome. So that's um, that what you're saying there. So that what you're saying is, is would you say it's quite different from somehow how people perceive as the normal way a CrossFit gym is? Cause that sounds a bit nuanced and different to what I'd say the norm is. Yes. I do think that every gym is different. And that's one of the, the, the greatest parts of it is that our gym isn't for everyone and that's okay. My style of coaching isn't for everyone and that's very okay. And this, our gym, because it is so community-based and um, that there is such a focus on the technique and the wellness and, and allowing you to get what you need out of 
your experience there. Um, the hardest part for people is to, is to get in the door and get past that first day or the first few days of, of, holy crap, this is a little bit intimidating. I see in this giant warehouse and a lot of people and, you know, big fancy equipment. We have a really big rig um, that might be intimidating to people. And on the positive side of it, I think if they allow themselves just to be honest about what it is that they need, we can probably offer it to them because of all the different options we have, whether that be very like a one-on-one -on -one based program or um, the social aspect of being in a group. On the negative side of it, when people hear, oh, you're a CrossFit coach, they have this thing in their mind, this image in their mind of what it is that I do. And, and for a while it, it bothered me that some gyms may give CrossFit the, um, I don't know, this, this picture, it paints this picture that maybe isn't always so positive or realistic, but that's okay because if those people haven't been to another gym to experience it, then it's probably not for them anyway. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's any controversial, anything really controversial about saying that there are some really shocking CrossFit gyms. <laughs> it's a really like, and I've dropped into a fair few over the years, mm -hmm. and so <clears throat> I, I I completely agree with you. Like, and it is it is daunting that environment. You've got to, and I always used to kind of forget that. I think as a coach, when I when I used to own the gym, sometimes it's like you're stepping into this environment that not only is it different to a normal gym, it's the music's up, people are like doing some crazy stuff and you're like what is this so I think the key to integrating people into it beyond that first point of discomfort is through the coaches and through the community as well uh, and because I've gone full circle in it over the years and kind of re really come back to what the, the beauty in CrossFit is and I think it's that connection and the community part which is the, the most one of the, the most powerful things in the methodology um I mean, I love, I, I fell in love with it like you, like I did it and I was like, okay, well, I'm addicted to this now because there's all this stuff I, I want to learn. And I, I think I'll still be doing some kind of CrossFit kind of training forever. I just, it's the, the continual kind of like possibility to learn new things is like unparalleled in any traditional form of fitness, I think. Um, I think you reach a ceiling, don't you, generally? But CrossFit, it just seems like there's, there is no ceiling. Um, but yeah, there are some shocking ones out there. I've definitely experienced that over the years. What, um, what are you to, yeah, so 13 years is a long time and sharing with you, the journey I had was kind of going through this like CrossFit thing. Then I went into individual design and I've kind of like enjoy CrossFit as well. So if, if is your coaching education had a journey, I would imagine you've done different things in those years or what's, what's kind of that, that been like for you? So just starting out with you know, some of the, just the basic coaching, the got, you know, the level one um, certificate and got the practice in, in working with beginners, which I loved at the beginning and is still one of my favorite, if not my favorite things to do now is just to work with beginners and get them comfortable and connected to their body because so many of us are disconnected. Um, 
after that, I'm like, okay, like I, I, I want to, I want to learn more. So I did the CrossFit kids course and I taught CrossFit kids for a few years, <laughs> which was fun. <laughs> and it was one of those things that like, um, and I enjoyed the the differences and I learned so much like so many of my best cues that I can give to adults come from this CrossFit Kids course um I was really drawn to the gymnastics movements which is funny because they don't come natural for me at all I don't have that background so I think it was the fact that hey I could never do a strict pull up growing up and like now I'm you know like how how do I do this thing and in what order do I do it in? So uh, dabbled more in the CrossFit gymnastics, um, took that course as well. And then more than anything, especially in the second half of coaching CrossFit, after taking the level two, I really discovered how much I love coaching and not only coaching the athletes but helping to coach and develop other coaches and so for a few years i was our manager um and one of my biggest positions was helping to develop our coaches and being able to work with people people that were um more qualified than me and trying to take some of that information and kind of trickle it down into our coaches was was so cool um, not only to, to better us and bring out the best of everyone, like allow them to see their strengths, but to allow us to connect more as a team, we're a big gym and I believe there's 13 of us coaches on staff right now. So being able to take, whether there was eight of us all the way up to, I think we've had 14 at the most and, and allow us to work together as a team, respecting each other's strengths and weaknesses it's it's definitely uh one of the most enjoyable things that i've done and now most recently if we have a new coach come on staff i'm the one that will kind of train them and um kind of show them the ropes and help them feel like they're not only you know part of the crossfit steel creek family but the this coaching group as well wow that sounds like it must be an absolutely massive gym <laughs> It's, it's, it's a large gym. I want to say it's about 13,000 square feet, but it's, we've got, it's over 200 members, but there's a lot of people too, who just um, will come in to do um, nutrition focus or one-on-one um, -on -one or small group training um, and some different specialty classes, you know, the yoga, the Olympic lifting, strongman, and then, but the, but the base of what we do is our, is our group fitness. Mm. That's awesome. What well, um, struck out to me there that is that that feels like the journey for a coach. I think in, in the natural evolution on any coach is is coaching other coaches. That uh, that just that really resonates with me. And having done done a bit of it when I owned the gym, and I really got a lot out of that because it feels like a more it's sort of a really, really impactful way to have a bigger contribution because you know that through the transference of those skills and knowledge, you're then having that ripple effect of what they can do to help more and more people, which is, which is a lovely thing. You, you spoke quite a bit about connection and uh, connection to the body and, and stuff like that. And I, I wanted to share 
I think I shared this with you in a voice note yesterday is that one of the things I felt with CrossFit, and this is my experience and like, let's talk about it is that I, I felt like people weren't really doing that in a group setting and they were in my experience. And this is, is what it is. Let's talk about it is I felt people weren't connecting with their bodies. Truly they were getting connected with the outside stimulus of what everyone else is doing. And that prompted me to go down the road of individual design because I felt like, okay, people need to connect with their bodies as well. Um, and, and there were some pros and cons to that. But do you, do you think people can connect truly to their bodies in that group setting? And if not, what is another mechanism through which they can do that? Tough one. And that's one that I, I go back and forth with because sometimes I care so much then I and I give too much, like, almost too much of myself and my energy to where I become drained and kind of need to find the balance of being able to encourage people to connect in a group setting and do what they need on that day in a group setting while also realizing that these are grown ass adults <laughs> who can make decision for the decisions for themselves too. Um, <clears throat> so I think a lot of it is being able to try and walk the walk and not just talk the talk. So they, I often try to work out in a, a class setting or a group setting and these athletes will see me doing different things, modifying in different ways that allows me to connect better to my body. So I'm not just trying to do the RX weight or version because it looks cooler on our, on our whiteboard or our, our, our sugar wad, right? <laughs> um, and so I think that's one thing. Um, and another thing is when we start class and we are you know, at our briefing and we're going over the workout and I explain um, what the prescribed weights are and what the, you know, if, the, if or not, if there's a time cap more than anything, I talk about the stimulus and like what to expect and how you should feel. And this is, this is the stimulus. So if that means X, Y, and Z, um, for you, then great. Like, don't worry about what the person next to you is doing or what this prescribed weight is. I hate RX and scaled weights, FYI. <laughs> um, but rather choose allow you to feel the intended stimulus for that day and allow you to to create that connection with yourself because otherwise you do feel disconnected if something doesn't feel right in your body if they're not able to do that in a group setting um, i found a lot of luck working one-on-one -on -one with people whether it's weekly or monthly just being able to figure out their their intention and where they want to, what they want to get out of, you know, doing CrossFit anyway. And one-on-one, -on -one, you can get a lot accomplished. And then, then they bring that back into the class setting. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's that, it's something, you know, we've spoken about. It's that intention piece, isn't it? And I think that's what's missing in a lot of that. And for whatever reason, it I think it just ruins it for people. Because if you ignore the intention, then... What, what's going to happen no one knows and the intention is has always got to be primary to the mechanism through which that's achieved um 
so yeah it's something i, I kind of and, and like you said and the individual design thing that's one thing i think people got better at is figuring out the intention because it was solely for them um and you can't get sucked into the rx thing because it's like okay this is for you you're going to be doing it by yourself so you've really got to connect with this if you don't then you're really not going to get anything out of it so that's really cool to hear well um because the other thing of crossfit again like i'm sharing some stuff here so because one thing you said about and i probably worth talking about is how you think the what do you think of crossfit as now like you've had this conversation, but I want people to know what you describe it as, because it's like so beautiful. And I think people should hear the description of CrossFit as you describe, describe it. So when I describe CrossFit, it, you know, I'll talk about how there's a lot of different ways that we move. Um, we might, we might move our bodies in a repetitive way, such as running or jumping or biking or rowing we might move load with barbells or dumbbells or a kettlebell um and you might even practice like pulling or pushing your weight um you know hanging from a bar that sort of thing but that's like the method in which we move it's different every day uh, you may have strength you may have more of a cardio focus, you work for an hour, like all of those pieces is part of CrossFit and what we do. But I think what really captures what we do is that it is this opportunity for you to connect with your body in both a playful way, because I think that's really important, especially in a group environment is just to be able to laugh a little bit, have some fun, practice something you've never done before, maybe jump rope for the first time since fourth grade. Um, and, and then also kind of like fight through some of the tough stuff that you're going through. When the workout gets tough, it's not, it's so much more than just like, oh, my quads are tired or wow, I'm breathing really hard. Like you start to work through deeper, deeper things, whether you realize it in that in that time or not it's um it's therapeutic for sure mm, yeah definitely <laughs> yeah i definitely agree with that <laughs> i think i love i love the play aspect of it and i love that that was something you said and i resonated with me as like that is one of the beautiful things in it is that traditional fitness is so constrained and almost so linear and just like you know i love bicep curls but like that's boring but there's a beautiful thing that happens when you do CrossFit, I think, is where you get to explore and play, laugh and fail. And I think that that exposure to failure and trying again is a really powerful mental lesson that people benefit from through those physical experiences. And and similarly, I think it's just, yeah, the idea of the physical, I don't say suffering, but the the understanding of your own physical limitations has so many positive repercussions into every other part of your life that I think is really beautiful. I agree. And it is really cool to be able to learn something new and celebrate different wins, but like being able to have this playful, like feeling, whether it's, um, you know, in a, in a warm up environment, you're just, you know, talking to your neighbor and being able to laugh. It's your, it's your social time for the day, or you're, you're trying a new movement. 
I think last week or the week before we did the um, movement on the rings called skin the cats. <laughs> I mean, it had been years since I had done that. So I'm like, okay, how do we get, you know, everyone from the, the 14 year old all the way up to the 65 year old to play. And, and then you just do, even if it's, you know, holding yourself on the rings and lifting one leg up and the other leg up, because really it's this thing that we did as kids all the time. We didn't know it had this weird gymnastics name. And then you, it's like, you bring yourself back to that playful feeling of just being a kid and trying something new again. Mm. I, I don't think there is like a direct carryover for like an overall improvement in fitness in more traditional senses because through that play you get to understand your body and move better in space and then become better at balance and coordination so there are there are tangibles to it but the non-tangibles are really important as well and and that, like what you said to me I think is one of the things the post-covid world where I don't know if it's the same in the US but in the UK like a lot of people work from home now and so I think a lot of people are missing that connection. And so they work from home, they obviously live at home. And unless, I mean, the UK, as you probably know, is a very big drinking culture and we love a pub. Um, unless you're going down the pub every weekend and getting smashed, like there's not really another place for you, which I think is why something like a, a CrossFit gym is really powerful. Absolutely. That, that community aspect, every time that you come into the gym, is and I think has become even more powerful post COVID. I think you're exactly right. And being able to um, go to different events with some people from the community or even this community that we have online, every Friday we do what's called Bright Spot Friday. And within our, our members only page on Facebook, you share bright spots from your week. And that might be a PR in the gym, but for a lot of people, it's from something that happened outside of the gym. So it's like you get to be pulled into a little bit more of each other's lives um, through sharing bright spots with each other. And that's like, that's one of the, the coolest ways that we connect as a gym. And and that's online as well. Mm, I love that idea. Because you probably know, mm. most of my business now is like online coaching and it's been a, a recent revelation to me as I've started doing these like group coaching calls and I've recognized, some, recognized something has happened to even to my little small community of clients in that community opportunity. Whereas before it's purely been like a one-to-one -one thing. I'm like, okay, there's, there is a way to do this perhaps in a online setting and a group setting that, that creates something else. So yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So CrossFit, that's awesome. But the other the other thing is is yoga as well. How did that how did that come to be part of it for you? The yoga started, I guess, when I was when I lived in Minnesota. That's where I um, grew up, and I did my internship in college in Minneapolis at the Best Buy headquarters, and then I eventually got a job there, and my boss at the time she taught yoga and introduced me to it. I'm like, oh, this is, this is pretty cool. And I did a certification there with um, two of my colleagues and just started teaching yoga at the apartment that we lived in and at, at Best Buy um, in their fitness center. And then moving down here, um, 
in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I live, the, the yoga community is pretty big. And I discovered that, wow, like there's a lot more that I could, that I could learn. So back in um, 2017, I did my 200 hour teacher training and it was with this group of like 15 others and really, really learned that yoga was about so much more than just cool looking poses. So that's when I kind of like really felt connected to yoga as a practice and understanding the depth of that practice and how it could not only help me balance myself as an athlete, as a human, but professionally, it's really helped me become a better coach in general. Cool. Yeah, that's, and this is something I really want to ask you about because for me, and again, I, I sweep in generalizations here of what CrossFit coaches are like, being the fact we are both them. But I feel like CrossFit coaches, you drink the Kool-Aid and that's it. Like, bang, you've got CrossFit on your like head. So for me, I kind of experienced some like ambivalence or resistance to CrossFit as a methodology. And I went down that kind of the OPEX individual design route. So kind of what led you to want to do what is essentially something quite different from CrossFit? And I needed the balance because too much of one thing wasn't great for me. And I kind of have a little bit of like an all or nothing black and white um, feeling mindset just like in me naturally. So <clears throat> I started to feel like, all right, too much of um, this intense movement, uh, you know, stimulation being on all the time just wasn't suiting me and I, I was becoming a less effective coach and less able to be present and available for my family and my friends. And so I think what I liked about the yoga was the balance that it brought to the CrossFit and being able to, to bring out, I guess, this, this deeper sense of purpose in me as a human first and then how that's kind of trickled over into coaching i think being a yoga instructor makes me a better crossfit coach and having this crossfit experience has made me a better yoga instructor as well cool yeah because those those two feel like opposing ends of a spectrum almost like the yin and the yang of like fitness <laughs> one end you've got people with their tops off of like death metal on going nuts <laughs> and then you've got like yoga which is which feels like an opposing thing to hold on to as a almost like a belief system is that is that kind of because that coaching group we're part of I feel like as people are trying to put these opposing things together is that is that what you've been struggling with holding both those things or can you see a place where they balance? Yeah, I see a place where they balance. There's, there's, I see what you're saying with having them at different ends of the spectrum, like just looking at it. Yeah. They're, they're, they're on different ends, but, but being in it, I think it's like, <laughs> like this beautiful union of um, movement and connection. And I see so many parallels and, 
and benefits and being able to do a little bit of both. So would that be like your recommended, is that, is, I mean, is that what you do with your clients? Do you have, uh, like, do you have individual clients or do you just, how does it? I do like at the, uh, at, within our CrossFit gym, I have individual clients. Um, and I've worked with people one-on-one -on -one if it's, you know, just basic movement in our garage or, you know, yoga down in our backyard in nature, the pond that we live in. Um, but it's not that I think that everyone should do CrossFit and yoga because people may come to me and they want instruction or they want help with yoga, or they may come to me at the CrossFit gym and they want help with CrossFit movements. So it's not that I'm telling CrossFit athletes that they need to do yoga or some of these people interested in practicing yoga that they also need a little more fire in their life and they need to do CrossFit. It's, it's being able to take what need they're trying to meet. I try to figure out their, their why their intention and taking principles and experience from both of CrossFit and yoga and being able to, um, I guess, implement that into their program or the habits that they're trying to create. Cool. No, that makes sense. So it's, yeah, and I think that's a great, I, I guess coaching for me, I just, the N equals one of what I believe coaching is, is not about being so dogmatic into this, like, oh, well, this is just what I do. It's trying to meet a person where they are. And this sounds really cliche, I don't know, but to really figure out what they need without trying to bias what you think they need before you've heard that. Does that make sense? Yes. It's like I've something I was conscious of now and I still like, okay, they're coming to me. I'm just going to listen to them. And from that, we'll figure out what they need. But it's really it, 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 in online coaching is similar. It's like, oh, I've got this perfect system of coaching and I'm going to implant, implant this on any, anyone. And it's like, that can't, that can't be the case. It's like coaching isn't that. Coaching is like a, it's a, an art, isn't it? It's like a nuanced thing of really trying to get to know someone and what they need without just imprinting your bias, I guess. No, you're so right. I, I think, I think that's exactly it because oftentimes we might be able to feel like, Oh, you could really use some of this. And I think, um, what Carl does so well, bringing, bringing him back into this conversation is like, he almost knows and sees it for us too, but he won't say it because because he needs us to come to that conclusion or that um, light bulb moment or um, that enlightenment feeling like after what he'll, you know, he explained to us as that incubation period of just kind of sitting with it. And then it might become more clear when it it's right for us, when that moment's right for us. And so with a lot of the athletes that I work with, a lot of my people I'm, I'm teaching yoga to currently they're also CrossFit athletes and it's cool because I'm able to see that a lot of them benefit from this balance of slowing down and, and figuring out this deeper meaning of why, why they're doing what they're doing 
And I guess that's why I've never taught in a yoga studio because it's never felt authentic to me. I haven't, I haven't found a studio that doesn't feel um, like I would have to be something that I'm not. And so being able to teach within the CrossFit community or teach on Zoom or teach this class that I created called Serenity Sunday, that's kind of my, my way of allowing people to connect to themselves and to breath and to just connecting the body and the mind. I guess that that's felt more authentic to me and it allows me just to be a guide to people in their process rather than telling them what to do or what would be correct in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's it for coaching for me. I always share this is it's not about me trying to provide a solution. It's about us creating the space for you to figure out that solution. And the thing I've struggled with over the years, especially in fitness, is that I feel like people don't want to do that. They just want they want a solution. You know, they want to come in. And I've, I've had it over the years and like these 10 years of coaching, like I've had people go solve my problems for me. And I was like, okay, this isn't really like that. We need to go through this process. This is a journey. Or I've had clients say before, like, you need to tell me what my goals are. And I'm like, <laughs> how, how could I possibly tell you what your goals are? Um, and so that's something still I struggle with because I have this inherent, I don't know, maybe it's why I coach. It's that inherent thing. I, I want to help people want to fix them. But equally, I know the best way to help someone is to not just try and fix it's to allow them the space to ask the questions of themselves and slow down and figure out those solutions through the journey or the process i don't know i think that's powerful and i think what you've been sharing lately not only in our coaching group but um what you share online and in your podcast is so much more of yourself and your experience and whether these your clients know that or not i feel like that's like your superpower of just being able to be more and more open and they sense that energy that presence of you so that they can do the same and eventually come to those conclusions, even if it takes them a little bit longer to get to. Does that make sense? Yeah, I appreciate you saying that about me and what, what I'm doing. And I was thinking about this yesterday, and I think the resistance I felt is this idea that you've got to be perfect as a coach. And somehow, if you exist in these realms, you've got to go and go, oh, I've got all my shit together. But I just that didn't feel right. And it's not like my life is a crumbling mess. It certainly isn't, but it, it's felt, it's given me meaning to kind of some of the experiences to share those experiences. And from that, I guess the mechanism is, or the intention is that maybe a few other people won't feel so alone in those moments. So you've said before that like the more put together someone appears, whether that be in person or on social media, oftentimes the, the more stuff might be going on behind the scenes and like the more on the other side, 
more open you're just a and upfront you're you're able to be about what it is that you're feeling or going through um the more comfortable you are with yourself and oftentimes just in a better more stable place and that's hard for some people to see or to believe or to grasp and that's okay but um that's totally true to me and when and when you've spoken about that it's it definitely resonates yeah thank you i i have i have found it's been a bizarre thing because I, I i do get still the regular weekly messages of like are you okay because <laughs> i think in somehow being that way it's almost like triggering to other people because it's like a pattern interrupt of what they expect you should be saying or doing on these platforms or as a coach um but yeah i don't know how we've ended up here in this conversation <laughs> about crossfit and then yoga but we've arrived here so why did that why why i don't know i've been mean, asking this why is why is me speaking about those things like connected with you so much because i do struggle with the concept of people pleasing i want people to like me and i want and i want people to um see that i'm good at what i do or what whatever it might be um perfectionism was just a huge part of me for a very very long time and going through some hard things allowed me to what you just said today more so but i love the saying is living in the gray it's one of the best things i've ever learned from working with um, a therapist in the past is not living in the black or the white but living in the gray and um being perfectly imperfect and i think that one of the things that i've been able to do well in the past few years especially is take some of the things that i've gone through and be honest about it and allow others to see that i am human and that those these these struggles these things not only make me human but hopefully makes me better able to connect with others too it's it was a it's a it's a scary thing it still is sometimes to be seen but it also makes me feel alive and really passionate about what i do yeah that to be seen bit and to be alive is really resonates with me um uh, yeah that what, what i said that living in the gray i think is i don't know if, if everyone goes through that or whether that's just the journey we're on but i kind of arrived at a place that a lot of the resistance i was experiencing in life was thinking that it is one thing or another and that we can't hold these opposing ideas at once and i think that's perhaps the thing I've probably got from being part of Carl's group is learning to process opposing holding ideas. And then from that formulate something which feels meaningful to me in that moment. Um, for for what it's worth, and it's still something that's quite new to me. But someone said to me a few years ago, and I, I don't know, if this makes sense is like, it's our brain is like a committee. And rarely does that committee exist. And it's got these all different things going on. 
and I think that the truth is for me, the truth for me at this moment is that that's okay. And we can have these competing things. So I'll share this, like, you know, fitness for me at the moment, at 42 years old is, yeah, a lot of it's about longevity, but I still want to look good naked. And so like, it's okay to say both of those things. I feel like the old me would be like, no, it's just about longevity. It's just about living long. It's all this matters now. I just want to play with my grandkids. It's like, no, fuck though. I still want to look good naked. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, I don't know. And I guess in every, if that fitness realm is like in nutrition as well. It's, it's like, it's, um, it's that, yeah, whatever your therapist said, it's like getting comfortable with holding on to those opposing things. And then from that, you can find something of value. Yeah, I think it's it's so much easier said than done. But the more you practice it, the more comfortable it feels. And then it just, I don't know, it, it, gives, it gives more lean, more meaning into what you're doing in life. And I think when it comes to connecting with people in the, in the just fitness world in general, they, you know, as a coach, they may come into the gym and look and be like, wow, like, I just want to look like you. And man, like, I just, I just, I just want arms like you or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. And, you know, great. Thank you. But also like, did you know that I struggle to look in the mirror and find things that I like about myself, you know? And so it's, it's this connection that you're able to be so human with them that they're like, Oh, okay. So it's, it's not just you telling me everything that I need to do. It's we're, we're on the same level. We're both human. And the more that you're able to strip down your own layers and, you know, in, in yoga, the word namaste means like seeing the light in others. I, I, I explained it as just being able to see yourself in others and they can kind of see themselves in you. I really like to take that practice just in everything that I'm doing in life, but especially within like what I just explained in the CrossFit environment where something like body image may come up a lot just because of the environment that you're in. And um, being able to be more honest with others, I think is, is, mm. is really powerful. Yeah, I definitely, I, I can see that because uh, just, yeah, my experience as well, you, you get a lot of people I have and come to me and they want a certain outer kind of, generally it's like a body composition thing. And you're like, okay, what, what, where is this connected to? Because that desire for that outer thing is connected to something that they believe is going to solve something on the inside. And I guess the thing I've struggled with over the years is trying to cut to the chase of actually what the problem is. And I've danced around so many clients over the years who wanted body composition stuff, but the real thing they were searching for was some kind of inner peace or fulfillment. And 
it was like, uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely messed up with a few clients over the years, being honest on that, because I haven't probably been equipped or un been able to have those conversations. But I guess as I'm reflecting upon what you're saying now, part of me sharing my own story is to, to thereby try and facilitate that, I guess. I think you're right. And what you said earlier, did you call it like opposing truths? I think that's, that's been huge for me in being able to stay in the CrossFit environment and, and even thrive is being able to be okay with that. There's that there are opposing truths and that there's some people who need to count mac macros or who want to see the number on the scale or the body fat percentage. And that, and that that's meaningful and that that works for them and their success. But also that for me, numbers aren't a great thing or a huge part of, of what makes me feel successful or is even really healthy for me, especially mentally. And so being able to know that both things can exist and that I can support both things, many things based off of um, individual needs has been, has been pretty cool. I lost your audio, Glenn. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. But I, I, I don't know if this is a place you can only arrive at through experience, though. I feel like if you'd have told me this 10 years ago, when I first got into CrossFit, I'd be like, no, fuck you. It's just CrossFit. Like, that's all it is. Right. I don't care about that. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like that's one of the benefits of age and wisdom and experience and through maybe harder experiences is that the ability to gain a bit more perspective um bizarrely i don't know uh, yeah go on. it yeah it is like you know 10 years ago it may have been easier for us to maintain a um smaller body fat percentage or you know strict muscle ups actually you know like didn't destroy my shoulders but 10 years later we have all this experience and it feels so much richer than the strict muscle up or the 15 percent body fat mm, that's the that's the thing isn't it is i think as we age like it's such a it still feels like a bit of like an unspoken thing is that fitness as we age should inherently change and some of the resistance i see in people is still trying to cling on to this idea that fitness as an expression for them is going to be the same as in their twenties, but inevitably it's, it's different now. It doesn't say it's just about like, you know, being able to get up off the toilet, but there needs to be more of a conversation around the nuance of aging and fitness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And looking at some of my favorite people in our gym, they're in their sixties and I love, their attitude and their spirit and they they just come in with this eagerness to to learn and be playful and then I look at my son who's 10 and I want to be a role model for him not only that he sees that hey like movement is important it helps keep you healthy um but more than anything the way that I go <clears throat> about it and the way that I'm able to um, be disciplined, but also 
connected enough to know what I need for that day, even if it doesn't go with the plan. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's the thing, that true connection to self to be able to kind of auto-regulate, if that's the word, or to just honor what the body needs, regardless of that, which you think you should be doing. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So this kind of brings me into the question, really, because that, that again, that group we're a part of, I feel like we're all trying to figure some stuff out in that group, which is lovely because we're all figuring out in a really kind of messy but lovely way. What are you what are you trying to figure out from being in that? You got me, Gordon. It's taking an hour. It's taking an hour. Yeah. It's right. Yeah, yeah. No, we're done now. We're done. <laughs> so I think that there's something I'm I'm specifically trying to figure out by being in that group. But but it elicits a feeling in me that this this feeling of connection to myself and to everyone on the call, most of whom I've never met. And it, it continues to ignite the fire in trying to not only be a little bit better every week at what I'm doing, a little bit more clear in what it is that I do, um, but also in just continuing to learn and and it and it doesn't matter if these people in the, in the group you know if you know being a, a a teacher or a gymnastics coach or a dancer or um uh, a breaker whatever it might be we're we're all trying to connect more deeply to ourselves to figure out what it is that we're doing and why we're doing it and so it's it's that feeling that i get the excitement the passion that's why i keep showing up it makes sense yeah that really so it's and this i don't know why this came up in my head as you were saying that i did want to, i don't know you maybe somewhere i read a quote yesterday on this and it's maybe it's not trying to become something else but just trying to become who we actually are and that mm -hmm. so when i say what are you trying to do in that group it may yeah this completely reflected back to me what what I've found from it is it's not trying to become something else. It's trying to be clear on that, which is most important to me. And to be clear on that and concise. And so when someone says, what do you do? I'm like, I don't even know what I do. It's just a thing. I want to help people. <laughs> I just want to do some stuff. What's going on with you? Can we, can we have a conversation? So, yeah. Yeah. So what do you do? What, what where what's the place you've arrived at with what you do and what is that i teach i teach fitness like i'm a, i'm a fitness professional fitness practitioner but i'm still struggling with that phrase because it's so much more than fitness to me and the the way that i teach it is so much beyond fitness so i guess i i use the term wellness as well um, I use the methodologies of, of, of CrossFit and yoga, but I try to get people's needs met through connection and 
through movement. That makes sense. Get your needs met through connection and movement. And I, that, I think that's the hard thing in the space we're in is that you said it like, if you say fitness, there's connotations. If you say wellness, there's other connotations. If you say CrossFit, <laughs> and it through all these labels become really clear stereotypes or expectations about what that is. And similarly, I think when you're trying to break through and create something original that represents or speaks to your soul, whatever it is, that's kind of hard. It's kind of hard because it's not one thing or another. It's your thing, but equally you are utilizing these tools to deliver that. It is. That's probably the thing I, that I still struggle with, but that's why like, not as, I want to keep, I want to keep um, digging to, to find, you know, what it is that I do. And, and although I, I really do go so much more by feeling and how it feels in myself and the feelings that I can help others to experience. Um, being able to have clarity around my words is always something that I've struggled with because I can relate so much more to how I feel rather than expressing it through words. But that's, that's another reason that I show up on Mondays. And that's the reason I talk to people like you is to um, try to bring a little bit more clarity around what I do. And, you know, we've talked about awareness before. Carl before, uh, I think even last year, he said, like, what is the awareness that I need to exercise today to be better tomorrow or make better decisions tomorrow? And that stuck with me because I think awareness is super powerful, but something that you speak a lot of and Carl has as well is, is that ability to take action. So that's great. I have this awareness that I know that there's more to what I do and there's there's this thing that I want to do, but it's the action that that this community has, has helped me to to I guess stay stay true to is just is taking the action. Yeah, that's that is it. I, I think I'm obviously we connected and we have this connection because we're, we're obviously a, a feeling based person as well. Always have been, um, and, and I, I guess that's the resistance I've felt for such a long time is to exist within an industry that is not very feeling based. It's really outcome based, but then to bias what you do towards a feeling is like, okay, how do I then help people realize that, that the feeling's really the thing. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not this, it's not that, it's not that, it's not 5% body fat, it's this feeling. And that's what I want to help you achieve. And I, I guess that's it. It's through these different iterations of, thinking about it and putting things there out in the world and i've just found through speaking more about it it's some of it just kind of clicks and <clears throat> like the, the the thing i had with him a while ago and it was like a movement first life coach it's like yeah that's pretty much what i've been for years but that language has created some it's not changed it it was that but it's just made me go that is what i do um but that's only arrived after various iterations of different things, which weren't really it. And I knew weren't it as well. Cause whenever I tried, when I was speaking it, I was like, ah, it's not, it's not it. It's not it. <laughs> um, it almost feels like when you were able to reach that conclusion, it's almost like lighter and then therefore more exciting because 
it's more clear. And then when you feel more clear, you're able to, to speak that to your clients. And even though the speaking might feel cheesy in the way that we describe it sometimes, it's all worth it when they do finally feel the thing that we're talking about. Yeah, it's that moment, isn't it? I've had a few of them recently with clients. So I'm like, we got it. We've got that. And it, it doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> doesn't happen for everyone. Like, you know, you try and it doesn't. But when it does happen and it happens always at different times, I'm like, okay, they've got it now. They've got it. They've let go of the idea of, I don't know, it's, it's generally with fitness I find it's like, oh, I'm not getting results fast enough. I'm like, okay, we just need to abandon that concept. And it's so hard for people to do. Um, and it's not saying that there's not pro the, the progress that needs to be made is not one that we can measure as easily as what we would like to think, I guess. Um, do you run into some clients where you know that they may not be ready for the thing that they need to be ready for? Do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're not, they're not quite there that they're, they're not seeing the results. They're frustrated. They're this, they're that, but they're not quite on board with what you're. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think it's, a, I, I recognize those guys girls more on the front end now when you have that initial conversation. And so I'm generally, I don't know, it's hard. I do listen to my gut a lot more now. I go, okay, someone's not ready for this. We're just going to, it's going to be too much resistance to try and push them towards this. But then I've had a lot of people have had those conversations with like, okay, this isn't a good fit for you right now. And then they do come back. But then mm -hmm. equally, there's some people you kind of, kind of feel like I can, I can get you over the line on this. But you've probably got to fail a few times in this conversation first or in this relationship. And I've got to not, not set you up for failure, but I've got to be, I've got to be okay with it and letting you fail a bit in a, in a really open way and try and try and support you in the failure because from that failure comes the opportunity to show you what success can be for you. But only through those failures can we arrive there. And how powerful is it when you can say, Hey, am I right for you? Right. It's not always like, are you right for me? Like this is, this is what I do. Let's see if, if if i'm right for you like i think that's pretty mm. powerful too. oh like so much so because i think coaching is an exchange of energy that's almost like a mutual thing mm -hmm. i'm sure you've had clients over the years like i was it was backroom talk on a podcast now but fuck me i've had some clients and they're like they just <laughs> suck the absolute soul out of me for an hour and i was like but i had to you know at that point i'm like i've got to even now I'd say, well, I probably, yeah, I need some more clients, but I, there's a line. I'm like, okay, I recognize that if I take one of those kind of clients, that's not helping me serve every other person who's in my life. It's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a mutual thing. I think it's, and it just, I think it, and I, I like to go in with that people because I think then it re removes that pressure on them to feel like they're being sold to as well. And go that this, you know, if this feels for right for both of us, we give it a go if we don't we don't have to yeah exactly but that's still difficult i think that's still because I, I don't know like i don't know how you probably i know you do sales and stuff but i still know that people come into those conversations like they're, they're convinced i'm gonna bring up all the pain separate the pain from where they are and tell them what they you know it's like oh, just that we're just gonna have a conversation <laughs> 
Yeah, you're right though. It's, it's the energy exchange and we're, we're so closely connected to these people and what we do. So it's not only like, you know, are, are these people right for us or our gym or our, our way of implementing, you know, what they need. Um, but are we, you know, is, is Glenn right for them? Is Kyra right for, for them? And I think that's just super powerful. And though those boundaries make the relationship so much, um, it allows more ease and more clear communication and therefore more Mm. success. Yeah, I agree. I think that the clarity on that relationship is really massive in helping success in the journey and and the clarity of the relationship and coaching being one of like I say partnership but it's it's cliche but it's the client's journey and you're just like this small part of that um but I think if you can it's again I don't know if you've done this but I reflect on the things that have messed up over the years and maybe I'm more comfortable talking about them now than obviously I am (laughs) um but but the every mistake I've made with client has been the the setup on the front end they weren't aligned with me and I wasn't clear and the lines have become and it's through different iterations of that and you know you'd learn from those but I think fortunately I've arrived at a place where I feel like I've got that now (laughs) I guess yes when you find that you know just trying to say what they want to hear at the beginning is not a good thing and just creates for more issues um, down the line. And that's, again, something that I think I've gotten better at over the years, because just saying what they want to hear, sure, maybe they like me a little bit better, but I'm not as good of a coach as I could be when I'm not being clear with what it is that I'm expecting and that I think could really help them to see the results that they mm. want. Yeah, that's something I still really, again, I've I've fallen into that bias years ago of being like the cheerleader. And I think that comes from truly a place of what you said about wanting to be validated or liked. And Glenn's a great guy. And I was like, God, that's just, that's not serving people to be like this ultimately. But equally, the flip side of that, I think now is still trying to find the balance between challenging someone's thoughts and ideas without doing it so much so that they just reflexively go fuck this <laughs> no um but dear that's the i guess that's I, the the place i'm at with it now uh, honestly is probably leaning into being more honest than i would have been just I, I feel like i've got to do that i feel like i'm obligated to do that now and if that means i lose a couple of people I don't want to, I don't want to say that's going to happen, but it just, for me, it feels like, okay, this is, this is the way I can navigate this at the moment. That makes sense. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've been able to take away from the way that you speak um, in our group and, and just online, being able to do it from such a place of honesty is, is awesome. And something that I always say when I teach yoga is like, I'm, I'm your guide, but I need you to tune into your body and what you need right now. So I may guide you through, 
these, this series of movements or this um, breath work, but I need you to do what feels right. And so I try to take that same approach when coaching too. Like I am, I am your guide. I am your, your leader right now, but you're also you and no one knows how you're feeling or what you truly need at this moment than you. So being able to give that responsibility to them, I guess, it, yeah, sure. It might take a little bit of it off of me, but it, it gives them this sense of empowerment. Like, yeah, okay. Like I, I, I can make these decisions for myself. Mm, that's the, yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's pushing people as much as you can or n- nudging them towards a place of believing in themselves, believing that they, you know, the autonomy for them is a good thing. Um, and that's uh, that's the trick with coaching, I guess. That's the trick is going from that place where I felt like people were coming to you because they they want to fix a certain problem. And they want you to help solve it, but then it's 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 going from that place then to that that place of there where they truly believe that they don't need you almost. And I guess that's that's the the dance of coaching. For sure, it's definitely a dance. Cool. We've gone down a rabbit hole there. That was good. <laughs> okay, cool. Right. So for, for today, is there anything else you feel like we need to cover? Or do you feel that's, that feels like a good conversation? Or I'm not, I'm projecting. Yeah. But... No, I thought it was great. And we covered mm, a lot. Yeah, good. Cool. Well, look, thank you so much for for coming on today. Where I was like, when I was thinking, I feel like a cliched podcast person now. Look at this. <laughs> where where can people find you, Kyra? <laughs> uh, oh, that's where yeah, I need to get better. Yeah. Um, mm. Really, it, a lot of a lot of what I do and love to do is in person. I love being in the presence of other people's energy. And so, you know, at CrossFit mm-hmm. Still Creek or mm, other places that I'm, that I'm able to mm-hmm. teach yoga or CrossFit or mm-hmm. movement, that's, you can find me in Charlotte, North Carolina. Perfect, I love that. Um, no, I love that. <laughs> on yeah, go on Instagram. Uh, yeah, and and on Instagram, um, okay, handle. Kyra handles my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, but like, but I, I think it's worth touching on before we go. Is I think like I'm I'm in the online coaching world, but that's just where I'm at. But I I, I almost feel like there's a bias now towards like oh you go to online, it's part of the progression. But the highest order form of coaching is in person. But ultimately, I think that, that that's that, that there shouldn't be. I feel like there's I don't know, maybe it's in the UK. There's like this expectation. It's like, oh, get off the gym floor and go online. It's like, no, like that face to face is the most impactful place you can be as a coach. It is. And and I always thought like that was the way. So until I was able to start to work with Carl and and feel how powerful that a group of people like this or that even connections like this can can be that's that's what's really started to open my eyes into what is possible online too so for now you can find me in person but in the future i would definitely like to to do um more 
of this online, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or group or whatever that cool. might be. Well, excited to see, see that evolve. That's awesome. Cool. But thank you so much. I'll stop recording. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn.